Hey there, horny listeners. We talk a lot about safety on this podcast, and that includes the importance of safe toys that are actually designed for sexual pleasure. Bunny Shop's carefully curated products are body safe and prioritize quality, aesthetics, and safety. Bunny Shop takes a boutique approach to shopping for adult toys, with a wide range from affordable gems to unique luxury items for all experience levels. What I like most about Bunny Shop is the approachability. They've created such a welcoming space, and none of it's dark, intimidating, or feels like it's gatekeeping. And if you like pink, they've got you covered. Bunny Shop also donates a percentage of all sales to a non-profit of your choice. Plus, they ship quickly and discreetly. Let go of your shyness and embrace your self-love journey with confidence. Save 20% off your order today when you use my code BIGTOP. Visit bunnyshop.com, that's B-U-N-N-Y-S-H-O-P-P-E.com. Spelt with two P's and an E at the end. Don't be shy, let your freak flag fly. Hello there. Sometimes I strain so hard on the toilet, I think it's unnatural. And welcome to The Big Top. I am your host, Barney, and today I am extremely giddy with nervous anticipation to introduce Rob Clark, a fetish artist whose work inspired me and what I do in so many ways. In preparation for this, he even sent me a photo album of all his old clown drawings collected on his site, which I'll link in the description. This episode was actually recorded right before I went to Berlin for Folsom, so Rob allowed me to interview him at what was, for me, nighttime right before my flight. So this week the circus is in New York City, and I invite you to join me as we go under the big top. Thanks for doing this, I'm so sorry with all the dicking around. By the way, can I just say, I'm like kind of starstruck. (laughs) I've been so excited about this because your art was one of the most formative influences that I like remember having in in terms of kink. Like I was always into the weirder side of things, but I didn't realize anyone else was until I think, I think it was your drawing of the, the, the clown holding the two like birthday cakes. Okay. Yeah. I, I think it was like, that was the first time I was like, Oh, other people see this. Other people get this. Mission accomplished, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it definitely, yeah, left a left a huge impression. Oh, well, that's that's very. That's why I do it. You know, <laughs> that's uh, why. I, uh, that's my main reason is to share share a similar feeling, make a connection with other people. So yeah, no, this is all pretty primal stuff for me. So this is like. A, stuff that formed uh, who, I, who I am and I've dealt been thinking about ever since I was a little 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 kid yeah so. how did kink start for you and then how did that turn into like something you married with art or was it just like from the get-go you were always drawing weird stuff well I mean I've, I've often like to recall this image I memory I have when I was really young and I try and pin, like it's like a a memory like when I might, must have been really young, like I don't, I'm certain I wasn't in school yet. So I must have been like between the ages of four and six. And I remember my grandmother taking me to see uh, Pinocchio. And so this was, this was like, must have been like, we're at like 1970. 
and I just have this memory of watching that movie and like so many other people this is you know this is a something that I've sh- a lot of people share is just that scene of oh yeah Pleasure Island and what happens in Pleasure Island and how being like four or five or six years old how that really freaked me out so I think and I've often wondered why I try to why that made such an impression and how it to me it was like it associated maleness with being bad yeah being an animal and it sort of made some sort of connection between all those things and it's like i was seeing it with my grandmother who i was very fond of or i loved her a lot and i didn't want to be a bad boy (laughs) (laughs) so oh how that changed (laughs) yeah when the um you know there was one 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 second like one second from like what over 50 years ago, I remember where there's one of the Pinocchio donkeys says, calls out, I want my mommy. And that was just like, you know, that, that, that was, that really was like a, something that was like a lightning bolt to me. The Pleasure Island thing, I don't know what it is. I Like, I have a theory. And it's that, because it's, there, is, there are a few other scenes that are like this, but... This one is one that like struck such a chord with people, and the other the other main one I think is is like the Willy Wonka film. Yeah, like that for people really struck a chord. And in the in the second episode, I, I spoke to Funhouse Tyler, and we were talking all about um, peril and this idea of like this thing that is designed to be scary to kids, or a cautionary tale, or something like that, is done in such a way that I don't know. My theory is that you you see it as a kid and you're not really sure it, it creeps you out and you, and you keep thinking on it because you're not sure what to make of it. And it makes you feel weird. And I, I feel like it's that fascination that then kind of becomes interest. Like all these things that I think about that creep me out now, I'm like, I kind of want that element of, I don't know, perilous sadism. Like, like you were saying, watching it, you were like, I wanted to be a good boy. And it was kind of like, you know, watching it happen was like, ugh. But then, obviously, as we grow, that kind of, ugh, becomes more of a, huh. Yeah, yeah. I think we've, thousands, hundreds of thousands of us have followed that uh, same trajectory. So I don't, I'm not going to say millions, but. <laughs> uh, I don't know, maybe at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But was it like the transformation element do you think or or the donkey because i know donkeys as well like that's pretty yeah we've, we've brayed on this on this podcast yeah yeah no I, th- I think it was just the association of being a boy with being an animal not human and mm. that, that's that's really i think what uh psychoanalyzing my, myself i think that's the connection i made that uh yeah no just looking at maleness as being an animal not being not not being like a person so mm-hmm. did that become like is it something that you started by drawing it or did you start like acting it out with others and then kind of realized you could do more in the realm of imagination oh uh, well you know i, th- I guess the I'm, the the big kind of change was uh, happened in the '90s with the internet. You know, mm-hmm. you could, you you know, like I think pre '95 or whenever the internet took up, people didn't, you know, what 
you know, people probably just had, you know, there were lots of kinks and, and that, but it was all more kind of more physical based, like being in a bar or a club or yeah. that in person. And I think where it's uh, the internet that I, I remember, I, I mean, I remember the, the, the kind of like late nineties, the first time I was like on like messenger or Yahoo messenger and talking to people and, so we're talking about things like never, how, how would you talk about it? Go into a bar or something and strike that, you know, <laughs> your love of, uh, of uh, clowns or donkeys or, you know, you're like these really, uh, re- really, really uh, not, I'm not going to say obscure, but things that, you know, we, you don't really talk about, you know, that's like, you know, you could go in a bar, you know, there's, you know, there'd be like, you know, it was just like a part. I remember having the first chats in the late nineties with guys about things that I'd never talked to other people about. So that was sort of, uh, it's just been a, you know, a huge snowball of like, Mm. I think it's funny how there's like a, yeah. Like, I don't know these things. I don't know what else to say other than kind of obscure, but that, but they're not, but it's like, Right, but there are certain things that are acceptable. Like somewhere we're taught that like an acceptable thing to broach in a conversation about sex and kink at a bar in that kind of setting is like leather or, you know, rubber or putley or, you know, something like that, which is kind of like, oh yeah, okay, sure, that's fine. That's quote unquote sexy. But then all these other things that people just as equally can find sexy, it's it's kind of like, I don't know, we we haven't been shown or taught that it's okay to bring those into those spaces. And so we all kind of just assume we can't. Okay. I, I do want to ask about clowns because obviously <laughs> that's my favorite thing. And I want to know if those like, all my kinks kind of ca- came from that. So embarrassment to me and the kind of like silly, goofy, dopey uh, humiliation that comes with any kind of like sort of over the top uh, transformative kink or anything playful like that. Um, gets me. Was it kind of the opposite for you, and that you had this much more wide-reaching thing, and then clowns was just part of that, or was there something specific that that kind of came from? Well, you know, it's just things have waxed and waned over the decades, and so it was like a, I guess things like the the, the clown uh, imagery. I like I, li- I like the art direction, you know, the whole like aesthetic of like the big top, the world of fantasy, uh-huh. you know, there's just, I find a lot of visual imagery there that uh, I find inspiring, you know, I feel, Same. you know, the costuming, I, I guess, I guess to me the hottest sort of scenario was always like the, a, a, a big man being bullied by a little midget clown or a big, a big clown <laughs> sort of like uh, being uh, under the control or, having a, a boss, a, a stogie smoking boss, bossing him around. Oh, hell yeah. And I thought, I, I think that's about power, you know, I think wield the pleasure that comes from submitting to power or wielding it. So, but, um, you know, I think the, uh, I like, I like, I've always come back to the circus imagery cause I just like it. I like the darkness, the, 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 you know, the lighting, the the costumes and that, you know, it's like uh, you look at like Toulouse-Lautrec and his love of uh, mm-hmm. the circus and whorehouses and nightclubs and, and it's 
to put myself in the same category as Toulouse the track. But, <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's there's like, definitely well, it's like, consumption. Yeah, it's like it's it's like a, a uh, you know in this world going to the circus or something is a uh, you know it's fantastic and there's a it's it's something uh, other uh, otherworldly. Yeah, I, I mean, I've 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 never I know I've never actually done any clowning. But, uh, you know, I've talked to, I've chatted with a lot of guys, you know, and I guess there's a relationship between that and Gunge. Is that how you say Gunge? Yeah. 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 I mean, that for me has always been, like, I've always been up for it only because, like, getting, like, getting pied, like, that's kind of humiliating. And so, but I kind of see that as like a finale. I kind of see that as like a, you know, it's going to ruin your makeup and it's going to be very messy. And then you're going to have to do the whole cleanup. So, yeah. And I don't really like the wet stuff. Yeah. No, I was, but I was thinking that's like something, uh, the physical sensation of it. I, I've, I've never, I've never done it, uh, myself, but the, uh, uh, I was just thinking the relationship between that and clowning. But, uh, yeah, no, I think for me, it's definitely more aesthetic. Like I, I definitely like the idea, of it but actual like wet and messy and especially gunge and slime and that kind of thing just uh, well i say that yet yet until i've done it I... well i'm very fussy so even though i draw lots of things like messy stuff i'm like very persnickety so you do draw a lot of messy stuff yeah yeah i know i know i have to... <laughs> well i think my i have like an adolescent sense of humor you know like, like a childish <laughs> love of like fart jokes and uh hell yeah yeah no i i, I think uh you know just the, the clown stuff I, I i think really it's just it's just the general ambience of it like you can you can think of all sorts of things like the smells and the sound mm-hmm. and music so it's like a whole world you can vision i don't i think i've actually been to a circus once so it didn't it didn't make much of an impression on me so I guess, yeah, me neither. Yeah, which is weird because it's kind of like my whole thing. But that, like, none of like those memories are, are, are at all. I was always kind of indifferent or not very, uh, yeah, like not 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 that into it. Yeah, at, like being at the actual circus. You know, there's also the whole thing of like the carny thing, kind of being like people living on the edge. And I like mm-hmm. the hobo clown, like the like a good oh, yeah. man who's living, you know, like. Scraping out a, a life as a as a as a clown sleeping 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 underneath a wagon or something uh-huh. that's one of my favorite kind of images. So I used to have this whole when I thought about who my ideal would be, I think I would think of someone like George Clooney as like a <laughs> hobo clown. Oh. The something that really. St- stuck with me and I kept coming back to and it's that same thing of like first time I saw it I was kind of like oh hmm hmm okay don't know about that and then I couldn't stop thinking about it kept coming back kept coming back to it is the ones you've drawn where it's like a group of clowns pointing and laughing at a guy you know like they're Mm. the one where they're turning him into a donkey or um or any of those where it's like the whole crowd laughing at at the clown on stage as you know, the handkerchiefs are getting pulled out of his butt or, or what, whatever it is. And those things that like humiliation that like, yeah, something sadistic about it that I, 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 I that has now become something I, I cannot get 
Well, yeah, no, that's always been very, very dear to me is the uh, the humiliation and the laughter of like uh-huh. a man a, a a man being like laughed at. By, uh, yeah, it waxes and wanes, or it's changed. Who's doing the laughter? So usually, it's not other. A lot of a lot of guys have fantasy as uh, other gay men laughing at them, but I kind of like I like the. I like the otherness. I like thinking of other other people. So, so. yeah, yeah. No, that's that's always been something that's really set, set, uh, lit my got my crank turning. So there's a there's an episode of a show. I wonder if you've seen. Uh, it's R.L. Stein's The Haunting Hour. Yeah. Um, okay, so he. It's just this this one thing that really stuck with me. Um, I was already into clowns at this point. Like I saw this quite. Uh, I saw this later on, but uh, there's an episode about um, a bunch of clowns get a guy who's like scared of clowns, and they um, pull him on stage and they shove him in this box and they turn him into a clown like magically and mm. laugh at him. And now he's joined the circus and they force him to be a clown. And that uh, that to me is just so hot. And the first time I saw it, like so frightening, but also so hot and I just it's really on the brain that like whole idea because uh I just did a session uh where the guy I was with wanted to put something on that would like I I was talking about it and he put he put it on and watching it with someone else like he wanted to to see how like the effect it had on me and and then he adopted that like whole demeanor throughout and it was yeah, really intense, but that ugh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's I have to. I'm writing that down. That's something definitely in my wheelhouse. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's 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 brilliant. It's really really brilliant. I I'd love to see like a comic or, or like just a. I'd love to see someone do something with it because that idea is something I. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> that's strange. You would think that I would have done a comic or something like that, but I've. You know, I went when I went to art school, like in the eighties. That comics weren't cool. You know, that was just sort <laughs> yeah. Of, that was something that came. Yeah, yeah. It, it was something that happened in the nineties. Now you can get a master's degree in graphic, uh, uh-huh. in graphic uh, novels, but um, and that's kind of weird because that seems very much like what I would have an affinity for is telling a story. I guess I like to think the way I approach the images. I like to think that they're like illustrations of out of a fairy tale you know like they like i like the idea of creating an image and the viewer sort of creates a a story or a narrative around that you know Mm. not a i mean i'm not i'm not i I like the uh, the you know the expression of picture says it tells a thousand words so i'm not i'm 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 terrible writer so i'm sort of like i don't feel like i need to like right doing a comic book i feel like i'd need words to go with it though i could do right this comic but it's just i think i, I would do all the images and then i'd be like really constipated about kind of like would be coming out of the, the mouth and thought bubbles i mean you say you're not good right you're a brilliant storyteller because like you say at picture says a thousand words like every single one of those images of yours that i you know have spent time just staring at like they're little s- snapshots of a scene and immediately i'm imagining what's what's happening what's gotten this poor guy into this situation and what's going to happen to him next and what's going to be done to him and 
what what are they i really like the monkey ones as well actually because i feel like monkeys are, are very like clownish and yeah. whenever the monkeys get involved it's always a good time well they're, they're clever and fast so they're kind mm-hmm. of, they run circles around the the do the, the doofus that's been turned into a clown <laughs> yeah, it's sort of like as soon as i see somebody like a john senna or you know the rock or so, someone like that it's that's immediately where my head is is it starts uh, going is to think about what would be happening to him. Yeah, no, people have written. I mean, I'm always flattered because sometimes people write like very long captions or whole stories about an image I've done. Like, mm-hmm. and, and it's like, often it's like, how did you get to this place? <laughs> <laughs> so it's more like, you know, it's like uh, you, you bring your own thing to, uh, when you your own interpretation of a piece of art so um, choose your own adventure king yeah i mean and that's another thing i've never really i've always thought god wouldn't it be nice to like collaborate with someone or but i've never been i've been with people that are very adjacent like you know writers or that but i've never it's always like some little detail be like how what are you thinking <laughs> no no i don't want that no that's i'm I'm a pretty selfish lover, so I'm, yeah. <laughs> collaborating. I, I just I don't know how that. How, I've 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 never had much success with that, and also commissions too. Like people are asking me for doing commissions, and I'm like, yeah, I've got all these drawings. Don't you fucking want any of them? <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I like drawing commissions because I get like a little insight into someone else's. I mean, especially when it aligns, which it normally does, because people, if they commission me, they want it to be kind of goofy. But uh, I, I, I don't know. I kind of like peering into, because it's something that's so raw and primal to all of us. So it's so personal and hard to share. And I don't know. I, I, I really enjoy that kind of part of it where it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can make this happen. We can make this happen. Well, well, you're uh, my hats hats off to you because that's something I'm incapable of. <laughs> I did a commission was like I got so angry with the person I just like no, there <laughs> 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 no I'm this is the way this should be. So I think I'm you know just charging like a nominal amount of money for something that involved lots of labor and that and it was just yeah it was just like no 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 yeah. No. Yeah. So yes, I don't like collaborating. I don't like doing commissions. People, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just getting a picture. <laughs> okay, so I'm just seeing uh, behind you, all along the wall, these frames. Are these? Are those all yours? Yeah, this was kind of like a a phase I went through. They're all dusty. Kind of like when I was trying to be kind of nor- more normal. So this is like- <laughs> I was doing this series of like kind of like gym bunnies, like little muscle. Okay. Like I was kind of shrinking down and trying to turn them into like little dolls and that. And I did like, I think I did like 40 of them. So they're all based on like uh, physique magazines and exercise magazines. And they were, you know, there's no genitals or anything. It was like a time like, Mm. I want to do something that I could show in the gallery or something or show anywhere. And that, and yeah, I, I even got them nicely matted and framed and that spent a lot of money on that and uh, never showed them anywhere. 
<laughs> well, they have a home. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's that, cool. So, yeah, yeah, no, this was like kind of a, a time when, yeah, the, the, I was trying to, trying to think of something that wasn't involved. Like, <laughs> okay, I love the proportions. Like, that's another thing that originally I, I didn't really get, but the sort of uh, smaller proportions. Yeah, like I took a, a guy and turned him into a little doll, sort of like yeah. do or something. So, yeah, yeah, and I was also that time I was really into doing kind of polished graphic. That, that's another thing. Over the, well, over, I can say we've, I've been doing this for a long time, so I've gone through different phases. These were like a phase where I was trying to make an art object that I could sell, like an original yeah. object, and I've gone through phases where. I've, I've done di- digital things so I can print them out and that. And now I've gone through, I'm sort of like in working through doing some 3D stuff. So I'm not just. So- I'm obsessed with the 3D. Oh, well, that's, that's, that's good. That's good. Because usually so if you do something, someone will say, oh, I really like that macrame you were doing like 15. Why aren't you doing that macrame in there? <laughs> So that's, that's that, I find that 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 happens a lot. So I mean, actually, when I put together a, a, this little web page for you of sort of like clown related, top <sighs> related images, that was amazing. I haven't looked at a lot of these in, in years and years and years, and so it was kind of a good opportunity to take assess and look at what worked and what didn't when I. Um, like what were kind of dead ends, and uh, they were all. Br- I'm, like, I'm going to get it up now because when you sent that to me, I was again just like blown away. It was so exciting. Um, but obviously, a lot of these I recognize and I and I remember. And then there are some I hadn't seen, and I was just like, yeah. Again, it's that it's the it's all the clowns laughing at the guy getting turned into a donkey. That that is one of my absolute favorites. What was the other one that was like my favorite? Oh, and then when you started doing the digital stuff, I oh yeah, the 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 clowns uh, and there's a, a crowd of clowns laughing at them, and and the ringleaders pulling handkerchiefs out of his butt, um, and the clown giving the cigars to the guys that turning into donkeys on the way to the circus, um, and then this one, um, the clown with the cakes and 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 the pies. I have seen so many different versions of this. I'm wondering how many you drew. <laughs> Well, the, yeah, the, the, I guess that's the thing about doing digital art is that you can do different versions of mm-hmm. things. I uh, actually put, there's like one, the pie, like a pie. Actually, this is the first digital image I did. The first time I started, like, I'm going to try and work on the computer. And that was probably around 2000. Wow. So that was, so the, I did a picture of him with a, a, a boner. And then actually I was able to do, I actually put on this page a, for some, for a short time, for a while there, I was doing greeting cards. So yeah. they were published. So that was kind of cool. So there's like a kind of a, a P, kind of a sexy, well, I think it's sexy, a P version of that same image where he's like covered, but just has a, a bulge. So that was... Uh, that, that- I always draw people with really big ears, I've noticed. And I... I'm looking at this image and I'm thinking, is this where that whole thing came from? Because there's something so beautifully goofy about the the big red nose and then the dumb expression and the big ears. Mm. Well, I think I can remember when I was a kid watching Bewitched 
Do you know? Did you know the witch? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All the horrible things that happened to Darren. One of the Darrens. And one was where his mother-in-law gave him big ears. So that was like that's where the Google comes in. If you, I'm sure if you said Google big ears, Darren. Oh my. Yeah. Oh wow. Oh. Okay. So that's like okay. Yeah. I. I I want those. I want those ears. <laughs> wow. Wow, wow, wow. Those are massive. Yeah. Okay. That was, uh, you know, that was, all, all my references, all, all the they're all from pop culture, so they're not like, well, I think that's everyone. Like, I've, I've so many people can't talk to me about things that they saw on TV when they were kids. Oh, yeah. Which makes me kind of curious, because I, so, like, mus- muscles are, are a big theme. I notice. Um, and I'm just wondering, because, like, I I think for me, the aesthetic and the goofiness is everything. So for me, it's way more about the ridiculous proportions. So, you know, the, the bigger something is, like, in terms of I'm looking at a lot of these clowns and they're really kind of muscly. Was that something that kind of, I don't know, it was like putting two things together, like taking someone muscular but then dressing them as a clown was kind of like almost like a juxtaposition yeah i think it was kind of like it was having power over them so i guess Mm. i've always you know been fascinated by uh guys with huge physiques because i I have like arms like a little girl so that's (laughs) oh the hobo clown i remember seeing this and yeah that was that really seared itself on my brain the first time I ever saw that. Well, are you looking in the section that's from the '90s? Drawings from the '90s. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, that's this is actually so. This section is like where there's no no computers involved since 2000. I've drawn. I've done. At some point, there's always been a computer involved, whether I'm scanning things, yeah. composing things in Photoshop, and then printing out and drawing it, or using that at base. Uh, or drawing, you know, doing line work online, or drawing in ink and scanning it in, or colorizing. Uh, since 2000, everything, the computer has had some part in my process. The, these drawings from the 90s, these are like completely uh, drawn images. Like there was no, I never even thought, I, I was, you'll notice that they're kind of, a lot of them are, look like they're scotch taped together. And that's because mm-hmm. they are scotch taped together. That's how you like <laughs> take the scissors out and recompose a picture by like cutting it and photocopying it and shrinking it and re- re- yeah. So that that was kind of like, uh, and also this was also these images were also pre-internet. So that that was a time when you know you didn't get like I, I have this gigantic image library that I can get. A position of guy doing this or you know and i've got it all labeled and organized so you know like i in doing a google search there's like something out there will if you're looking for a, a photo reference back then in the 90s the way i got like photos for references of things i subscribed to every like porn video company like I might right. would you know because not I would get like brochures and there'd be like hundreds of pictures of like guys in different positions and doing things that was like uh, so I was wow my mailbox would in my old apartment would be stuffed with like flies <laughs> for 
<laughs> the the, the S and M things, uh, and then then I moved out. Then I think the uh, God, I wonder often wonder about the people that moved into that apartment. <laughs> <laughs> the pornographic chaos left in your wake. Yeah, and the, the video companies did like these really elaborate. I have a whole bunch of them of these montages of like stills from their movies and they were just a great reference for like position for, for illustration wow. so that's I, so funny I, I if i opened a bar or something i'd wallpaper it and oh my god do it <laughs> open a bar yeah, well, we'll get some financing and uh <laughs> Oh, a circus-themed bar. That would be awesome. I'm surprised it hasn't been done. Oh, I'm sure it has. I'm sure somebody's done that. I actually went to a Joker-themed bar when I was in Japan, which was a very strange very strange place. I had a great time. Oh, and yeah, the one of the, the, the clowns fucking, that's one of the ones I hadn't seen before, but my God. Well, I, I, I put that there, too, because I think that's the only image I've ever done of actually guys having sex. So that's sort of like, that's not really my, my bag, and that, that is the bag for most other humans. <laughs> Meh, it's not uh, a huge part of what I do, but I, anything goofy in that respect, like I, especially when it's used in a humiliating way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also obsessed with the, the clown and the, the Easter bunny together. Because I love like dumb costumes and stuff like that, plush suits and especially like lockable, you know, getting trapped in in something like that. Yeah, like the costume that won't come off. That's another yeah, cursed costume. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, let's take a quick break quickly because I really, really need to pee, and then I want to ask you a little bit more about kink in general away from art. For a second, I thought you were insinuating you'd subliminally hypnotized me, which I wouldn't oh, say no to. Not to. Uh, uh, I, I just listened to your last podcast, so I'll have to, have to do some practice, work on my voice. That was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun to make. Have you done much, like, ABDL-themed anything? Uh, I, I have done some uh, imagery. I probably have... I could probably make another album of that, but uh, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I just uh, thought uh, I'd focus on the clown stuff because everything starts to 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 expand. Like I wasn't even mm-hmm. sure about putting the do- pleasure island part of the cl- clown world. And, oh. Yeah, no, the uh, they all have a place. They've all got <laughs> a good place, but the boundaries are blurry or fuzzy. Oh yeah, there's room in the circus for. For a bit of everything, yeah, and I love mixing kinks as well. So, okay, so how much of this like wonderful world that you have created? How much of that like is real for you, or is it like the art is is the expression rather than doing stuff in real life? Uh, well, I think the art art is the expression. I mean, you know, if I were younger and like uh, if, if I, like I said, I, I, I yeah, no, I think that I, I think a lot of things like uh, I draw a lot of things about castration and shit and stuff like that. So I'm sort of like, I, th- I think something like that. The fantasy is something that we're deeper, but uh, yeah. Well, of course, there are certain things that aren't possible, but uh, there are a lot of things that are. Uh, you know, I I l- l- live a very ordinary life, so I just. Uh, 
you know, I'm like 58, so I'm sort of not, you know, I, I think there's, there's kind of a, an expiry date on like, like being a 58 year old adult baby is kind of terrifying. Though there is a power in being terrifying though. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I disagree with you there because it's not like, you know, these desires go away. Yep. I mean, an adult baby, I mean, a, an adult baby is still an adult baby. So yeah, I, I mean, that, that is very... Uh, like, it's age play anyway, so... Yeah, it's... Yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean, uh, yeah, no, I, 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 just, I just, I haven't tried uh, to, to really... Uh, I, I've done, never never been to any clown things. I've, know, I've known people that have gone to adult baby parties and that, so they... Oh, yeah. And that's really... I'd I, I, I love to be a fly on the wall, I don't... Uh, oh, sure, you can be. <laughs> well, I'm going to one. Um, so I'm going to go to Folsom. Uh, I, my flight is like in a few hours. I have to get up in the middle of the night. But um, I'm going to be there for, after Folsom, I'm going to be there for an ABDL weekend at a really, really great place that um, I'm always seem to be talking about. But that's a really good place to be, I think, a newbie or to be more of a voyeur or a fly on the wall. Like anyone who is going there just wanting to kind of feel it out. Mm. Um, that's a really good place because it's a small venue, very, very friendly. Everyone looks after each other and they're even implementing now kind of like a buddy system in case, you know, especially for people who, you know, are a bit socially anxious or shy or that kind of thing. So there are definitely places where you can literally just go and be a fly on the wall and scope it out and see what it's all about. Yeah, well, there. There's I, a lot of fun to be had. It could be a babysitter, maybe, or a nanny, or mm-hmm. you know, strict governess. You know, <laughs> There's definitely uh, a, a large market for, well, any caregiver role. Yeah, well, the, the, yeah, I can, yeah. Well, there, there. Maybe that's that. that that's my niche. I mean, I went to actually. I I I went to a Folsom Berlin. Like uh, maybe about five years ago. Oh, that. Cool. Yeah, so this bad. is my first one, so I'm I'm cool. very very excited, but also kind of nervous. It's I've I've done a lot of firsts this year. I did my first Pride. I'm doing my first Folsom. Um, it's been a big year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I think the, when I went there, it was like there was like a pup play demons. Mm-hmm. Like a, there was a dog area, and that was that was really. The guys were really hot, and it was like, "Wow, this is real." I'm seeing this is a this, this, this was amazing. So, well, I'm bringing my puppyhood. So, <laughs> I mean, there there uh, there was a puppy night here in New York one time I went to, but there was like, no, it was it wasn't. Uh, there were furries. There was more mm. furries, so that was sort of not that wasn't quite what I was wanting. But, mm. yeah. I do like though that these these lines blur. Like whenever I go to an ABDL event. It's always, there are always a bunch of puppies. Whenever I go to, you know, a puppy event, there's always a bunch of furries. But it, like, it, everyone's kind of crossing over. And there's always rubber and leather and bondage and suspension. There's always like a little bit of everything. And everyone gets to try something new, even though, you know, even if the theme is something slightly different. I'm also bringing my clown stuff to Folsom because I have been told that by hook or by crook, I will be wearing it, <laughs> which I'm nervous to do, but um, I think would be really, really cool. It's really hot. Mm. Wish I could fly there. Well, I guess I could. 
You could. Well, but also I was, so I was supposed to be in New York uh, this month, but I've had to kind of postpone. So I think I'm going to come in the new year. So well, maybe I'll have to bring my clown stuff to New York with me. Also, there are loads of clowns in New York. I don't know what that's about, but I guess there's loads of people in New York. But Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I, 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 I live a very quiet, I live in Queens. I live, live I'm sort of a, you know, I'm, I haven't been paying attention much to to, to going out. I, I live with a partner, and you know, we live this kind of quiet, ordinary life. So it's just a, I, I, I uh, yeah, no, I guess, I guess the thing that makes me the most happy is when I'm doing my work, you know, and mm. a connection, sticking, feeling like I'm sticking my finger in somebody's brain. And uh, mm. so sometimes I get hear from people that have looked at me, my imagery for years, and it's, touched a chord so that makes oh, it like, all, all worthwhile but uh you know many many chords when you're a boring old couple it's kind of hard to <laughs> i don't know i feel like I'm, I'm my partner and i are well on our way there we've now got chickens and, <laughs> and bees and we've got a wormery <laughs> so um also 58 is not an old man no 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 of course not of course, of course not it's just you know when I, I was thinking you know looking at these my library of images here i was like the things i did in the 90s i was in my 20s and i remember god 30s old so <laughs> <laughs> no, no it's like yeah yeah it's, uh, I, I kind of can't wait to be 35 i know that that's like a um well because someone pointed out to me that like the whole numbers are kind of like, why is that the big celebration when there's no difference between turning 39 and 40? You haven't been 40 yet. You don't know what it's like to be 40. It doesn't feel different. But by the time you're 45, you've been 40 for four years. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like the five is the big number. Yeah. And I feel like maybe I'll really like hit my stride when I'm <laughs> 35. Yeah. Well, I, I, I feel, I feel like I, I was the most miserable in the t- my twenties. So that was like, kind of like, it's all been, and I don't, I don't know. I'm just feeling very unsatisfied. So things that I'm less unsatisfied. <laughs> less unsatisfied is, is still good. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's what makes me so excited about this is like you say, like, striking chords uh you absolutely have with me and so and and also i have to say like i don't know if other people like do this but i i was always thinking about like who who's the man behind the art because to me someone who's got that like sort of um voraciously uh goofy and like exciting and and weird and and out there uh imagination it's just it's just something that I find so thrilling, uh, and I always kind of wondered. I, I was always kind of like, oh gosh, like I'd love to be able to to pick his brain about all these fabulous things that he draws. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, no, I have an endless. So uh, I've never been had a lack of inspiration. Like I've always got, oh, I can do this, or I can do this, or I can do this. I've never had like I've never felt like I didn't know what I was. I, 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 if anything, I always felt like if I had a lack of time, like there's not enough time to do this. I want to do this. I want to, I mean, I'm like now I've been spending for the last eight months trying to do this deep dive and learning how to do 3d sculpting and that, and then when I was like looking at these drawings, I, I showed you, I thought, Oh God, I missed drawing. 
<laughs> so if there was another version of me that would be pursuing, I'd pursuing the, the, I love that because I burn out so easily and then I have to stop like taking commissions or, or or doing anything for a bit. I need to like recharge and then I'll get really excited and then kind of burn out again. What's what what if you had more time, what would you if I had uh, what, vision, what would you create? You know, I, I was looking through this imagery there was this when I was putting together this file, I found these images that from 2015 that I hadn't looked at in like three years or so. And I think I really, because that was like a time where I was doing figure drawing. I was going to like an erotic figure drawing uh, sessions that happens in New York. And so I was learned kind of like the power of uh, what you get from drawing from life. And I tried to bring that to my own fantasy drawing. So with the, this section of Pleasure Island Donks from 2015, I was actually set myself a time limit on these images. I said, I'm going to spend an hour on each image or two hours and that. And so I had to rush. I had to make kind of, so they have a looseness to them that I had in my figure drawings that I think when you're working digitally, there's like, the problem with working digitally is that you can spend too much time on something. You can get like really like an ant and crawl between the pixels. Mm -hmm. What I discovered from my life drawing experience was that, you know, you have to think on your feet and you have to do like a half an hour pose, a 10 minute pose. So there's kind of an energy that comes from that, that when you're kind of working uh, digitally or from not working from life, you kind of like things can, kind of become kind of overworked now that uh, if i were if i had my clone i'd say pursue this avenue of what were you what you were doing here and see what comes of it so and then i'd take the work and see and then have them destroyed (laughs) (laughs) i um i guess like because i sort of want this to be like a um you know, a place for people to hear basically about how weird they're not. You know what I mean? Like, I I just love that there are... Because you completely inspired me to do what I do, pretty much. Can't be held responsible for that. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't know why, but I never thought, like, I could marry art and kink. And I think it's because I bifurcated my life in, in such a way that, like, kink was this other thing that I hid and when they came together I was like yeah duh but I mean so much of it was influenced by those wrong especially like early days of the internet googling trying to google like you know clown porn and just finding nothing and then you know I'd occasionally see like these beautiful drawings that like have just seared themselves onto my mind and also slowly gotten me more and more interested in things that I originally didn't really think anything about. Well, uh, subliminal messaging in there. I can, I can feel it well, slowly taking me. Yeah. Well, no, that's, 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 I, that's the ultimate compliment. I mean, I often think there was a, a period when I was like in art school, late art school. And I, uh, was uh, showing some of the teachers or some of the visiting artists my kind of sketchbook. I around well, one one summer I just said I'm going to try sketching my sex fantasies, 
and I, I did that kind of like animalistic kind of sex animals, like mm-hmm. men and, and that. And it was like around 1987. And when I was in art school, I sh- kind of timidly showed one of my teachers that. And her reaction was, oh, I think, this, I, I think this is a lot better than what you're doing in your studio class. So that was... Wait, what did you show? What, what was it? You know, I don't have that at my fingertips. It was just, it was just, they, and they were very crudely drawn. This is like, I'll, show, I'll maybe I'll put that in the, on this page of uh, these <sighs> images. They were just like, kind of like men being monkeys, men being dogs, and sort of trying to draw from my imagination. And, uh, you know, it was just like this one uh, professor I had or a visiting artist and, sending me saying those words to me because I was kind of not getting pretty tepid reaction from the stuff I was doing in my studio classes and mm. that sent me on this really weird ride <laughs> oh, what a ride it's been <laughs> yeah, yeah so no I was trying to uh, I was pinpointing a, a moment of a, like what one person might say to you that would set the course of your life uh, in a different uh, direction so yeah, no, so ever since then, I was, like, sort of trying to bring my sexuality and my kind of idiosyncratic fantasies into into my art. And, you know, sometimes the reactions have been like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know you're doing that. <laughs> you know you're doing it. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I, I guess, you know, I, so I've been in, I used to, like, show my stuff in, in galleries and that not, not, not that often some people were uh, I, don't, I don't know I don't, I don't know uh, kind of what my, my audience is I don't I don't it's like I don't feel like it's like for everyone but for the people who respond to it I want it to really be for them <laughs> you know it's not I kind of decided years ago that, you know, I just, I'm not, you know, I don't expect this stuff to be hanging in the Louvre. So that, that I, I kind of, but I do, I, I like having the idea of having a smaller, but more intense relationship with uh, an audience. So does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. No, it totally does. I, I mean, you certainly, I would say do. I mean, when like, you, yeah, when you're in art school, you want to be like Jeff Koons or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. something. So that was, you know, everyone wants to be famous like that, an art star. So, and I did, you know, I did go to grad school. And I came to the States to go to grad school. And then I taught figure drawing when I was in grad school. And I worked as an animator in children's, for t- children's, uh, like a children's illustrator. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. So, edu- so I don't know if I kind of that was always like trying to keep my world kind of bifurcated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so cool. Okay, what's like the ultimate fantasy then? Because there's so many different threads that come through in each drawing. What would be like? What's what's? I don't know. I guess I'm like I'm just I, I'm so curious to know what like the what's kind of the ultimate fantasy, the one that like you haven't quite been able to encapsulate the whole part of it. Cause like there's little scenes here and there in the, in the circus and with the monkeys and with the dogs and with the clowns, what's kind of like 
the biggest one for you? Hmm. Well, I guess, I guess the, 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 the going back to my uh, Pinocchio, the Pleasure Island thing is something that's always, that, that just, uh, I guess I see myself as being kind of like the coach master. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the kind of like the, in that, that movie there was like the kind of middle-aged man who was like the uh oh yeah the in control of these these and that's sort of like kind of like how, how i kind of picture myself as being as being powerful and getting pleasure from wielding power i think that's probably you know i, I guess as i get older maybe when i was younger i think about the pleasure of submitting or being mm-hmm. being being a baby or being a dog uh-huh. But I don't really feel like that anymore. Kind of like the idea of being more than the, the 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 magician behind the curtain, mm-hmm. you know, sending us all into dumb yeah. donkeys and clowns. Yeah, yeah. It's just you have to sign this contract. So, <laughs> well, oh, I, I'd sign away immediately. <laughs> yeah, well, careful what you wish for, my friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, I guess. Uh, I often sort of think about how I would, if I were going to do an illustration of myself, how I would do it, you know, it's how, how I would fit into this world. Uh, I don't know. I, I think it would be like the magician, the sorcerer, the the, the ringmaster, making, making the animals, mm-hmm. putting them through their paces, putting you through your paces. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, mm. That would be amazing. If only, it, if only it were possible <laughs> to just magically be transformed and kept at the circus. I, I think uh, you know I need a bigger apartment. I don't. <laughs> I, I think we have the neighbors would be complaining, you know, about the smell, the, the, the circus, the smell, the noise. Uh, well, but just hypnotize the neighbors. I mean, get them involved. Yeah, yeah. Actually, my da- downstairs neighbor is really like totally like transformable he's like a total donkey uh-huh donkey boy <laughs> material to, but when we deal with him i put on my human human's disguise so. <laughs> uh okay so um just before we finish i really like to end with just like a like positive yay moment do you have like a just an uplifting whatever it is to to kind of finish on well i mean uh in pre- preparation for this, I kind of figured uh, how to redo my uh, or a system of redoing my website, robclark.net, because the dust dust bunnies and the tumbleweeds there were pretty. I was spending all this money for a URL I wasn't using, so uh, hopefully that will be something that I'll be able to. I found it an, an easy way of updating it, so. Like when I talked to you a couple of days ago about putting this album together, I was like, oh God, HTML. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I gave up. So I, there's so many templates and that. So uh, I'm saying this out loud, so I'll try. So that's a commitment, right? Yes, yeah, so and I have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> By the time this episode's out, people are going to go to robclock.net and <laughs> if it isn't cleaned up. Yeah, hearing about it. There's, some, there's the big top there, so there, there's like there must mm. be like sixty images or so. So that should that should keep someone happy for a bit there. So oh, it's keeping me happy. <laughs> it's uh, so uh, hopefully I'll be able to uh, keep expanding that. And it's easy to update, easier than it was, which was my God, really. When I 
looked at the the way I was doing it before. I was like, oh, HTML, Jesus. <laughs> HTML. Oh, well, I look forward to seeing the the new site. I guess, so I, uh, we get like analytics uh, at work about the, um, the podcast and stuff. And, and one of the new things I got to see was there's like a map on um, how far we reach. So uh, I guess my positive thing today is just going to be my listeners because I didn't realize that there were people who listen in the furthest corners of the earth and like the the other podcasts we can we can kind of track like you know I'm I'm we're cross-pollinating so you know I'm, I'm now sort of in New Zealand and India and Russia and Japan but then uh there are listeners in Costa Rica for this podcast and that aren't for the other one so uh I thought that was kind of cool I've, I've somehow <laughs> reach Costa Rica on my own. So if you are listening in Costa Rica, uh, thank you very much. Um, where can people find you online? Uh, right now, I guess Twitter would be Rob Clark 99 at Twitter. Uh, it's sort of like where I've been doing my latest stuff, where I've been in the 3D stuff. So uh, there, I've got so many, ever since Tumblr, I was so invested in Tumblr. And when that fell, oh, I know been like trying to find tumblr substitutes so i'll put some links and stuff of uh, of the kind of like scary uh, weird parts of the web i post them awesome um and as always you can find me on twitter at uh tstota and at nope and on instagram at the underscore muckle underscore stota um rob thank you so so much for talking with me today uh, I've been <laughs> boyishly giddy and <laughs> excited <laughs> ever since we started talking about this. I like kind of couldn't believe it was coming together. I, I've mentioned you before on the podcast um, as like a huge inspiration. So thank you so, so, so much. My pleasure. Yeah. So now go out, be good, have good sex and join me next week as we go under the big top. Hey guys, Barney here. I just want to take a quick moment to talk about the program that brings The Big Top to life, Zencaster. I use Zencaster for all my recordings, and since taking over The Big Top fully, I have actually tried other systems, but I ended up sticking with Zencaster. It's so easy to use. You don't have to download anything, just log in using your browser and start recording a high-quality podcast right away. It records studio-quality sound and up to 4K video with guests, along with a full suite of professional tools that let you produce and publish all from one dashboard. Being a creator has genuinely never been easier. And I love that I can send a simple link to my guests and we can record over a video call wherever they are in the world. Also, if you're like me and cannot stand the sound of your voice, Zencaster's built-in post-production process makes such a difference. It automatically removes ums and ahs, awkward pauses, reduces background noise, and makes me sound so much better. Plus, the hobbyist and Creator Plus accounts are always free to use, and their professional accounts are free to try for 14 days, no credit card required. Go to Zencaster.com forward slash pricing and use my code BIGTOP, and you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. I want you to have the same easy experience as I do for all my podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story.